FMX Network Production. You cast me, complete me till death do us part. What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity, all right, man? Welcome to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. This is Dark Side from the Moto X Pod Show. This is the number one wrap-up show in the moto industry, where each week, myself and a couple guests wrap up and discuss the good, the bad, and the janky in that week's Pulp MX Show. But before we get started, I want to thank all the sponsors who've come on board. Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, Seal Savers, and Motosport.com. I appreciate all the help and support from those great companies, so please use them and support them. Also, feel free to reach out with questions, comments, or critiques by emailing me, darkside at pulpmx.com. All right, let's wrap this thing up. No, I don't regret anything okay. because that was my point of view. I was defending my my opinion, that's all. Right, right. I'm a fan of, of a very, very uh, small amount of people. I don't think you can um, teach me anything about right. moto anyway. You've had days like that, I'm sure? Uh, not really, but... <laughs> actually, it's motocross, supercross, yeah. so everybody's hurt. Yep. Everybody's sick. I'm sweating. If it's like this next time, I might leave. I'm more like a guy of, um, a coach of crisis. <laughs> uh, when everything is yeah, down yeah. the shitter, like yeah. people call me like to figure something out. I don't want 20% off. I want 100% off. Most of the time, he says stuff that, that is not true. I just don't want to think about Mathis and body spray in the same sentence. Please. <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. Listen. I had a chick in France. She, ne- she never came. Yeah. She never came. She came like once or twice. And, uh, Do you want my hotspot? I have a, a Mint Mobile hotspot. I saw the microphone works very good. Then. The microphone works really well. Yeah, but just no color. Everything else right. sucks. Okay. <laughs> I hated that stupid <laughs> off camera. I mean, it was a death trap when it got rutted. Uh, yeah, you could die every oh, every lap there. I would I, seriously. I would take uh, a national on the parking lot of Walmart before I go to Binghamton. <laughs> Dude, do not fucking grenade. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that next vlog will be depressing. <laughs> we need less vlogging and more writing. Oh, you're so good. You're amazing. You're great. No, you suck, bro. Um, don't tell me how to run my contest, all right? I don't know why this is so fucking hard for people to understand. Yeah, I was racing you, too. You didn't know I was racing you, but I was racing you. <laughs> Gave me some advice. you are, Matthew. Bro. Such a pussy. Why, why is it? I'm, I just didn't want to fuck it up. How like, do you give 20% of your etiquette deal when you get only boxers? <laughs> you know, one ones are fucking awesome. Even Matthew doesn't like insight. me. When you get to a point where you're battling with Jesus, <laughs> we all wanted to be McGrath. Yeah. He was a little shit. That, right. just, that just fucking wrecked me. <laughs> All right, it's time for another episode of your favorite wrap-up show, the Pulp Mix Wrap-Up Show. Steve was back after two weeks off with uh, Show 474. We're going to break down David Villeman being in studio, some fun guests, good callers, some technical difficulties again. Clippy, clippy. But before we do, let me introduce my co-host. First up, a recent co-host and talented privateer, He's brought to you by Seal Savers, Logan Carnow. What's up, brother? What up, dude? Good to be back. Yeah, glad to have you on. Also on the line is a first-time co-host to the wrap-up show, brought to you by Michelin Bicycle Tires and another very talented privateer, Mr. Travis Delnicki. What up, bud? 
What's going on, Dark Side? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I was really excited when uh, you reached out. I didn't realize you were such a big listener, so you wanted to do it, and you were friends with Logan. So it just seemed like a really cool match. I mean, we've had Logan on with Cheyenne. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be cool to have you on for the first time. Yeah, I listen all the time. I even listen to the wrap-up show occasionally. Um, but, you know, it's hard to listen every week as – uh, DV touched on it's a lot to there's a lot going on that you can listen to so I can't listen every week but I do as much as I can yeah there's the a lot of content show, so. a lot of content like Steve said you can pick and choose what you like uh, yeah so and we're going to get into uh, some of David's opinions and thoughts but first up Travis I'll go to you first man just overall for show 474 uh, what'd you think of it man were you were you into it yeah, I I was pumped to be on this show for for you know this show specifically. I love DV as a co-host. He's probably he's not on as often as he used to, so he's probably like my favorite occasional co-host. Um, so I was pumped to be um, able to wrap up this show. I love DV. I, I love his personality. Like he he's very honest but he's still like funny at the same time so it's like i I just love listening to what he has to say he's so smart also so yeah yeah i I love listening to dv we're gonna touch on dv in just a second uh logan i'll get your thoughts too but you know just to remind everybody dave villman in in studio with his analysis his stories his humor and then we had ken roxon phil nicoletti jacob uh piccolo who i didn't know at all i didn't know anything about jacob uh piccolo jt Ryan Villapoto, my boy Anton, all on the phone. Great stories, some good segments, some good calls. But what do you? What about you, Logan? Good show. Yeah, I thought it was solid. Uh, like Carol, I mean, I think, I think, I think DB's a pretty solid, solid co-host. I, uh, I like how he's like so stubborn, like it's his way or the highway. I feel like, and I feel like Steve's kind of the same way. So I feel like they kind of, they kind of, they kind of have like some differs and kind of make for for a good show and. Yeah, everybody. Uh, Roxton was good. Roxton was a good interview. Uh, yeah, everybody. It was pretty, uh, pretty good. Definitely. All right, Travis. Travis, you mentioned uh, David Villeman. You know his his humor and uh, strong personality, right? His beliefs. He he could be very well. He he sticks to his beliefs. He's very opinionated, very much like Steve, actually. But um, like it brought fantastic analysis of the thing, the different topics they talked about throughout the night. D- David, you kind of mentioned him a minute ago as being one, you know, loving him come in. And I, I've always said that Kiefer is my favorite co-host, but after Monday night, David has p- pushed up into that number one spot. Maybe he's, he's fighting for it at the very least. Yeah. That's funny that you say that because, um, Kiefer, it, it's definitely between Kiefer and DV for me also. Um, maybe it's because DV's not on as often as he used to, but yeah, right. it seems like every time DV is on, um, recently it's like, it, it's on an, another level, you know? Um, yeah I, yeah, I just love it so much. He's so funny, but then I love when he's talking about, you know, like real stuff. Like I love hearing him talk about technique or bike setup and everything. And I've honestly, myself, like I've took a lot of what he said and tried it myself and, you know, 99.9% of the percent of the time, what he says works for me. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. You know? I like that you say that, man, because he uh, he, he kind of said, like, the, the industry still thinks I'm a clown. And, and some of the things he say says seems so out there, right? Even, like, when, and he doesn't 
change his opinion. Like even the stuff with Rutledge Wood, whatever. He does not care what people think. But it works, man. Like when you listen to some of these things he says, like Monday night, Logan, and some of the stuff we're gonna play here in a minute, it just all seems like well, that's pretty obvious now that you say it, right? I mean, it seems so intelligent. He's definitely, yeah, definitely strong hearted. Like, I mean, he's a little stubborn at times, but <laughs> like I said, it, it, I mean, it definitely makes for, for good shit to listen to. Like, yeah, great radio. Totally. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's start with Unadilla, uh, Unadilla talk. There was a bunch of opinions on how good Kenny was, uh, what DV told Dylan, et cetera. Let's listen. All right. We're going to get into the race at Unadilla. Uh, Roxon, 1 1, fastest qualifier, led every lap but three. You've had days like that, I'm sure. Uh, not really, but <laughs> I think he did uh, what he had to do because a little um, problems the last couple of races, and then the gap was close to like that 50 point mark where you don't want to be. He did the same thing in 19. The couple of weeks prior to Union Dina, I told Dylan, I'm yep. like, dude, I want you to watch Union Dina 19 yep. every night. Yeah. He's the rider that use a 450 the best i guess his bike setup yeah is good for that type of track just like uh lakewood he went one one two okay he doesn't look fast right it's not no no he, he doesn't charge no it's, it's just about momentum and the roll and then um he doesn't upset the bike in the braking so he brakes like smooth yep. and then he released the brake and turn with the with the his momentum yep so his riding technique is amazing yeah i just I just don't understand why um, he's been showing you for like so long how to ride. Yeah, well, yeah. It's the way that that works. Yeah, man, it's phenomenal. It's it makes me so mad because it's so effortless and so flawless. <laughs> and honestly, like I, to me, I almost fell asleep watching it because he made it look so easy and was just like like it was boring. I don't understand how he how he can do that. So um, go that fast on a track like that—it's just unbelievable. Uh, I'm gonna go to you first, Logan. So having a guy like David Villeman speak that highly of Kenny, like it really a te- it's, it, it's a testament to how good Kenny is, uh, and you know the fact that he's telling Dylan go watch what he did a couple years ago at this race, watch it over and over, and and learn from it. Like that's. That's not David going, I'm going to tell you how to do better at Unadilla. He's like, go watch how Kenny did it because it was perfect and it's awesome and you'll learn something. I, I And then Phil, of course, just like, it's so awesome. He's so good, it's almost boring. It's it, it sounds bad when he says it that way, but it's sort of true. It's just so effortless. Yeah, totally. Like, <clears throat> I kind of agree with DV or, or yeah, DV, like, it's, it's like unbelievable to watch Kenny ride a track like that. It literally looks like he's not even trying. And like to to see how like the gap they had after like a lap or two was like unbelievable. Like the top three guys were spread apart, like insane. Like you don't see that type of stuff. And, right. And to have to have to have DB talk so highly of Kenny, and I, th- I thought that was kind of cool because obviously that's that's DB or uh, Francis's guy. Uh, do, do you think uh, Roxon? or I'm sorry, DV, or good gracious, Ferrandis actually watched Ken Roxton win in 2019? I bet he did. I think he listened. Well, <laughs> I know how busy he is during the week, but yeah, I bet he did. I don't know that he watched it over and over, but I bet he at least checked it out. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree, actually. What do you think, Travis? Uh, I mean, what do you think about what he said? Uh, you know, how he – and the fact that David said Kenny uses the 450 the best out of anybody. Um, it, I mean, again, it just speaks to how highly David – I keep saying David. I don't know why. It sounds weird. How, how highly DV thinks of Ken. Yeah, I mean, it, it also shows, like, that DV's not really – He's not biased, you know, if, yeah, he, if yeah. he believes in something, then, you know, that's what he believes in, whether it's his guy or not. If, if Ferrandis, uh does something wrong, like he, he calls him out for it, you know, and that's another thing that makes DV like one of my favorite co-hosts. But um, yeah, as far as Kenny goes, it's unbelievable. Like there's no extra movements on the bike. He's so like his body position is perfect a hundred percent of the time. And um, the way he just keeps his feet on the pegs is insane. Like it's insane to watch. It doesn't look like he's, yeah, like like Logan said, it doesn't even look like he's trying. Um, yeah. when and somebody... it doesn't actually even look like he's going that fast until you start watching. You know, him compared to another rider, you're like, wow, he's freaking moving. Yeah, I was actually gonna say like I my dad was over at my house uh, Sunday, I think, and I was rewatching it. It was just on, no no audio, and he was just sitting there. My dad was kind of sitting there watching it, and, and like, I was watching it almost through his eyes because I could see his facial expressions. I was like, he doesn't think Kenny's going that fast. Like, he, he they look so slow. <laughs> I bet yeah. he's looking at this going, like, how are these guys the guys? And, yeah, it just, it, when, when I watch it, I'm like, that looks so easy. I should be able to throw my leg over a bike and do that. I, it's, yeah, it's just not that way, and. And, you know, I, I love that DV, again, what we keep talking about, how he, he has zero sympathy, right? He, 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 he will tell Dylan, he won't blow smoke up Dylan's ass. He says it how it is. Uh, he he kind of talks about that later on a topic we're going to get to. Like, I'm not here to go, 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 rah, rah, rah. I'm going to tell you the truth. Not everybody likes that. But he also kind of touched on Logan, like, injuries. Because I think Steve said, uh, Oh, he wasn't feeling that good last week, and he's like, "David's like, yeah, so what?" He's like, everybody feels bad, everybody's hurt, everybody's sick. This is professional motocross, and you got to just go, man. And he he has he's not here to sugarcoat or pamper anybody. Yeah, I totally respected that when he said that because it's so true. Like everybody's dealing with something. Yeah, I mean, every everybody's going to be sick at one point. Everybody's going to be injured to a certain extent at one point. Like. I mean, obviously, Kenny might have a bit worse than everybody else with, I mean, everything that he's went through. But yeah, I mean, you got to respect DV on the on the on the blunt honesty, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And of course, we talked about Dylan is is DV's guy, and Steve asked him if he was surprised with the success so far. Are you surprised by his summer? And not really, not really, no? because uh, I called it. I called. I called. You can ask him. I called what's happening now in March because he was having a bad season, like uh, in Supercross. Yep. Lack of preparation, and you know, it, and I and I also knew what was going to happen in Supercross. You cannot take s- December off and be okay. ready to go. From Easter break to the first national, if you put your head down and go to work, like you know the way you're supposed to, and then you mm-hmm. do on that's all you do. You, all you think about. I told him you can go and 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 you know battle for the title. Right, Travis. What are your thoughts on that, man? I mean, again, straightforward, right? Focus on what you yeah. got to do. Uh, there's no time to go fishing, to go 
do a vlog, focus on what we're doing here, the task at hand, and you will succeed. And, and David knew kind of, he kind of hinted at, or basically said that like, I knew this was coming. Uh, I didn't think he was going to be as good at Supercross because he took some time off, you know, in the beginning or he had the injury, but like I, he knew this was coming and I I liked his outlook. Yeah. And I agree a hundred percent. I've kind of gone through something similar just in myself in the last month or so with some bike issues and it's cost me some time off the bike and I'm definitely, I've felt the effects, you know, um, here as of late. And I mean, yeah, there's nothing you can do like to replace the seat time. Like, um, and go ahead. And, uh, Dylan, yeah. I mean, that crash that he had, he was lucky to even be at Houston, but, um, yeah, I agree with DV. Like, it's not surprising that, um, he struggled in supercross, but I, I honestly, I'm, I'm a little surprised. Like, it's not surprising to me that he would win a race or whatever, but what he's doing with the consistency and just kind of being the guy is, is surprising to me. Yeah. I, I thought he would be, uh, like, you know, have moments of brilliance and, and be the, not an underdog, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a, um, the unexpected guy, but that would do well. There's a term I, that's slipping my mind, guys, but. Um, uh, underdog or something like that. What'd you say, uh, Travis? Like a sleeper guy? Yes, sleeper was the, the word I was looking for. Logan, no points for you. Not on, um, <laughs> a sleeper. I figured he'd be a sleeper. Underdog. Kind of, I thought underdog was there. Well, he, he was an underdog. He still is. the. Well, no, I guess he is anymore. He was the underdog also. But I didn't. I also didn't expect this out of him. But I think we've seen from uh, Dylan that once he sees that he can do it, once he gets the confidence, he's very, very mentally strong. Similar to Cooper Webb, like he just doesn't seem like he breaks. And, um, you know, he's talked about like he told us on our show. And I think he told Steve the, the following week when Steve took him after we had him. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> he's like, hey, man, you know, I, I know that even if I get a bad start, I can come through these guys. Like he's got that confidence now. He it, it and it's just he doesn't he's not the young guy. They talked about that, too. He's not a young rookie. He's mature. He's using that maturity. He's using all his knowledge and his, uh, you know, his time that he spent in GPs and whatever. And he's he's just uh, being uh, he's amazing, man. And, and Steve also asked Ryan Villapoto later in the show if he was surprised. You could use the word surprised, and I think um, I mean he's got the speed, you know, like the speeds there. But if you win and then you get thirtieth the next weekend, and then you come back and win, and then you know those are huge point swings. Consistency on the podium. That's how you. That's how you win championships. He's got the fight and like the no lose attitude. It doesn't matter if he's fucking last or first turn crash. Like, I feel like that's like a that's a dunge move or something that I would have done back in the day. Like, it's it. Your bad race is, you know, in the top five. Like a bad yeah. day is the yeah. top five. Yep. It's not a fucking tenth, twelfth. You know. You yep. know. Wait. You know that. That is. You know. If you're no clutch driver, no, you know, like bars are down, bent, like you're salvaging something. But like a first turn crash, you get up or whatever, you have a crash. Like a bad race is outside the top ten. Yeah. So Travis, RV, good, good points, right? And the consistency of a bad, even like you said, a bad race. RC, the the quote, or uh, he always says, you know, you win championships on your bad days. What RV was saying is like, hey, a bad race for him is a top five. 
Kenny talks about, we're going to hear about it in a little bit. You know, my bad races were not top fives or much worse than that. And I think at some point DV even said, like, I don't know where the consistency's gone. And but that's what that's what Dylan is doing. Dylan is even if he got a little lucky, as Steve said, because AP and Chase went down, he's he's consistent. Even when he gets bad starts, he's right there in that top five and just doing what he has to do to win a championship. Yeah, and I like what RV said about like his no lose attitude or whatever. Because I I was gonna say like when you watch Dylan ride and he's coming through the pack like he does so often, you can almost see the determination in his riding style. Like you can almost see his, his like that he that his mindset is like he's going to the front and nobody's stopping him and he doesn't care who you are. Like. And you can almost see it in his riding style. It's it's incredible, like how determined he he seems, like mid during a race. It's not like you're watching something on Instagram or whatever, you know. Like yeah, you can yeah. see it in his riding style, like he he wants to win so bad. Definitely, you're you're 100 right about that, Logan. With, with guys like yourself and Travis, you know, privateers that are racing Supercross, and or you know, some of the guys that are doing the outdoor, even at your level. Uh, you know, obviously you're not a top five guy, but you're making main events. You're making night shows. How difficult is it to stay consistent? Like, let's say you're a 15th place guy or a 10th place guy or even a 20th, you know, in outdoors, like you're a 20th place guy. How difficult is it to stay consistent every week, you know, dealing with possible mechanicals, dealing with health issues, dealing with injuries, dealing with other riders? I mean, it's it's very, very it's not as easy as just being like, I'm going to be consistent. You have to, there has to be some luck involved and a lot of hard work. Yeah, yeah totally. It, it, I mean, Logan, go ahead. Yeah. Come on, Travis. What the hell are we doing? Well, here, you brother? took, you took like Sorry. 20 seconds to respond. Yeah. Figure it I out. Did? No, it's good. Logan, <laughs> oh, come on. Geez. Sorry. We're busting right. your balls. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely not easy. You definitely got to bring your A game every weekend. I feel like, I mean, for myself, I feel like that's always kind of been something I've excelled at. I always have kind of felt like I've been able to kind of bring it every weekend, which, I mean, it's not easy, but, I mean, definitely important, you know, in this industry for sure. Yeah, and I think uh, part of staying consistent is training, and cycling is a big part of training. Uh, do you guys, either of you guys cycle, and uh, I'll go, Travis, do you, you go to motorsport.com and get you some Michelin bicycle tires for your training? I need some Michelin bicycle tires. Yes, but you do. Yeah, no. I, it will add. It will add two or three positions at every round. Really, I'm gonna have to look into that. Gonna have to hit up Randy I'm Richardson. Have to, yeah, I'm gonna have to hit up Fmip. Yeah, so do um, do that, or go to motorsport.com or bike.michelin.com and get you some E Wilds or some Wild Enduros, and you got to get to cycling, Travis. Yeah, no, I I got to do that because I do. I do love cycling. Actually, it's probably my, it's definitely my main source of training. I mean, um, and so I actually do need some tires if Randy's listening. Um, <laughs> well, but yeah, no, I, I love cycling. It's, it's my go-to for sure. I, 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 you know, I started doing it just to get in shape, but now I genuinely like enjoy going out for a bike ride. Yeah. I, where I just moved, I've got a little, a couple back roads that I feel safe riding on. So I've been, I've been getting up at like five thirty every morning and, and cruising down the road on my road bike and haven't been on the mountain Damn. bike. Yeah, dude, it sucks because <laughs> I hate getting up early and I'm getting like four and a half hours sleep every night. But um, 
hey, I'm trying to get my butt in shape because I want to get back on a bike. So it's it's uh, I need to get back on a bike soon, and I'm hoping here in a couple months I'll be able to do that. So I'm trying to get my butt in shape, get my old ass where I don't get hurt anymore. You know, no more Bradshaw issues, none of that kind of stuff. Travis thinks he's Lance Armstrong on a freaking road bike. Every time I road bike with him, he's just like all or nothing. Oh yeah, see, no. Yeah, I, I'm he like, thinks he's this big dog. But yeah, he ain't. I mean, I'm doing like four or five miles right now. That's you know, I'm just trying to. That's yeah. Get that's my legs what Travis back. does too. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get back to David Villain for a minute. Um, obviously, we respect him for his opinions and and how strongly he believes in what he believes in. Um, you know, and he had some co- he had some pretty cool topics. You know, Cali. We talked. He talked about the end of the show. That he thinks Cali is great, right? A lot of people don't believe that, but he had his opinions on that. We're gonna we're gonna listen to that later. Uh, riders not adapting to their riding style to the or their suspension to the riding style of the track that they're riding. The other thing was technique breakdown. That was a big thing. I just mentioned it. Changing your riding style to to change your setup when you ride uh, smoother mm-hmm. and you don't charge. Yep, and you keep your, the same bike setup. The bike setup is going to become too hard. Obviously, you know when you charge like um, uh, like a Tomac yeah. or Varsha or Dylan, yep. they um, they charge when they race. If you put a, a guy that rides more like rocks and smooth, they're gonna think the bike is horrible because when they change the riding style, yep. the bike becomes too hard and not rideable. So it's why when you change your riding style to to fit a s- specific track, yep. And I think really Lakewood and, and Unity yeah, are yeah. very similar uh-huh. on bumps, choppy, long ruts. You got to keep your, your balance all the way those long yeah. ruts. Yep. And you do it by being very uh, smooth with your, your throttle opening. And then you have to have momentum, you know, linear momentum right. going into the turns. Right. Um, but when a guy set up his bike for charging and, and being super aggressive, mm-hmm. when he wants to ride... Kind of like a rock sand. His yep. bike don't work anymore. Right, right. Because it, it... So... So you have to change your riding style and you have to change also your bike setup to be efficient. Yep. And I, th- I don't think people are ready for this. Not not in this industry. They they still think like, whatever works over there... Yeah. We're scared. Yeah. We, we're so scared to change something because, oh, we won with this, but, you know, we're going to keep it. You're going to have RV on the show later on. Yeah exactly what happened when you went to the to Europe. People don't adapt and change enough mm-hmm. to be efficient on every every condition. Be- uh, Travis, I'm going to go to you first. Obviously, both of you are pros. Uh, this is not something that I, I can't remember ever hearing any coach or team manager, anybody talking about this specifically, changing your style and your setup to fit your setup or setup to fit your style either way. I want to get your thoughts. I mean, that seems like It'd be difficult to do. Yeah, it is interesting to hear him say that. And yeah, like to, to like actually put that into, you know, into action would be tough because it's tough to, you know, go out there and change your, your technique or your riding style. And then like, cause then you think it's not working because the bike isn't working how you want. So I could see how that could be like extremely tough to find that balance of like changing the bike setup and changing your riding style. But that, yeah, that's, that's an interesting um, thing that he brought up. Like I've never really thought of that. Um, 
Um, I do, you know, understand what he's talking about with the technique, but yeah, that's, that's tough to, to find that balance with the technique and the bike setup to, to work with one another. Yeah. I, I think he's kind of right about saying like people are, you're scared to do that or whatever, because we, you know, I mean, everybody, even myself at a very slow level, you like, you get comfortable, like, all right, I'm used to the bike. This is how I ride. I don't like, I'm not going to try something crazy. And I don't think, you know, a, a guy that's leading in the points wants to go, well, I'm going to change everything, my stop, my riding style and my setup for the track next week, because you're already comfortable. Uh, Logan, when, when you pulled the Holy, I mean, should you have changed your stop riding style before you ended Here up in the we nets? Go. <laughs> I mean, was that riding style or was that setup that sent you into the nets? Oh boy. I don't know, man. It was sick though. <laughs> just just uh missed the break didn't 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 have your technique you know probably elbows weren't up knees weren't in um, yeah it was definitely technique <laughs> i kind of just get used to this i just usually just get used to like a certain setup and i kind of just run it all year oh yeah but i mean uh, to be honest with you like what db was saying actually like it really did make sense i kind of get used to a used to a setup and kind of just go off that you know a click here a click there and i but i've never really gotten like way off of the kind of the setup that i run um but yeah i mean it's definitely something to think about and you know try in the future for sure yeah i think that's one of those theories that would classify him as he said uh, you know an in, a clown in the industry but it does make sense i again i don't write at that level i don't know if that would actually work but it certainly sounds like it would work it, it might fix some of the things that we see for riders from track to track. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, it was very interesting. Shifting gears for just a moment, Travis, you've never been on the show before. We've talked about that. What's your background with Pulp, man? Like, when did you first start listening? Why did you first start listening? Um, you know, and then just, ha- well, let's get into that first. Yeah, I actually started listening in 2015 um, when I when I started doing my first uh, full season in Supercross because I was on the road driving so much and I had like always seen the headline, like on the racer X, like pull X show tonight or whatever. Yep. And like, I, I hadn't actually listened to it, but I've listened to other shows. Um, I can't think of the names right now, but I, I thought Pulp was like the original show. I think DMXS but, uh, was the only other one. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. DMXS oh, gee, is what I listened okay, to. Okay, right over my head. All right, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no. Um, I had listened to DMXS, and, like, I had never listened to, to Pulp, but I was on the road so much that I was like, all right, well, I need something to listen to. And, like, first first show I listened to, I instantly regretted never listening to it. Because, yes, actually, same. one of the very first shows that I had, had listened to was actually Deviant Studio. And it was the Privateer show where he was just ripping some Privateers. I, I, <laughs> yeah. uh, I remember I remember he had some words for Ronnie Stewart. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. We're, we're a little controversial. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's there's some audio I, I that I I believe I have pulled that we may play later that I'm I'm interested in just what your guys' thoughts are because he definitely has some thoughts on guys that are struggling or you know or whatever you know that don't make it, make all the mains or whatever. So I definitely yeah that uh for guys and actually go ahead um now now that like I think back on that one thing I wanted to touch on I don't know if it's because of COVID or 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 what it is, but do you, do you feel like maybe sometimes 
recently, Mathis isn't like he doesn't bring as much inside info maybe as he did back then. I don't know if it's that's just me, but it seems like I I used to get you know I used to listen to a a show and I used to get so much information out of it. Like we obviously get a ton of information out of it mm-hmm. more you know more than anywhere else, but like little scoops of what's going on inside the truck or or maybe like some you know, silly season stuff. We obviously get all of that, but I felt like we used to get more back in the day. Uh, maybe. I mean, definitely in the last year, it's it's been almost impossible because, you know, we we can't really go to the trucks when we're at the track, and, and you know, he hasn't been able to hang out as much. And, and maybe, so yeah, I would say there's definitely in the last year and a half, there's been a little less. Um, I don't know. Logan, what do you think? Because I don't think... I don't think the teams are being going like, hey, we're not going to tell you anything. So I just think he hasn't had as much chance to to just hang, to bro down. But what do you think, Logan? Um, I don't know. Heavy take there, Travis. You All right. Been in studio yet, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, all the guests he have on and everything. I feel like he kind of gets everything you need to know. I mean, regardless of who it comes from. Um, no, yeah. And uh, I mean, to be honest with you, Travis was the reason I got into listening to Pulp Event. I think the first time I ever listened to Pulp was when I came to your house for the first time back in maybe like 2016 for the Mega Bowl, Travis. Yeah, probably. Whatever the heck year. I do. I do remember you like being like, "Why are we listening to this?" But (laughs) (laughs) I was because I didn't really know what it was at that point. Yeah. started listening to it more and then he kind of got me hooked and dude still travis how many times did i ask you about fantasy because i had no idea what was going on <laughs> oh it was bad i was getting so frustrated like it's not that complicated no, it's not. just could not understand the handicap situation <laughs> yeah it sounds like Kiefer. <laughs> but now now he's freaking crushing it in outdoors oh dude i don't want to talk I'm about fantasy 11, i'm in 11 places idiots right now wow wow oh, yeah big big dog over here yeah well i had a terrible weekend once again that's like three in a row so i had a bu- bunch of oh, dnfs yeah. we're gonna we're not I... we're gonna skip fantasy talk um before <laughs> before we get back into this episode uh travis i, ha- I also want to ask you just about steve um have you sat one on one i don't know if you've ever done a privateer uh island podcast i can't remember have you had much interaction with Steve? What's it? If so, what's it been like? You're welcome, um, I, I did, I did uh, join Logan and Cade in Salt Lake um, for a privateer pod, but yep, it, you know yep. it wasn't just it wasn't just me. So okay, no, I don't think Steve really knows me that well. I've I've talked to him maybe maybe like twice. Um, aside from that, just very briefly. So um, no, I haven't actually you know had much interaction okay. with Steve one-on-one. Well, maybe that'll change now that he, once he listens to this and knows that you're a fan, because that's really what it takes is if he knows, if you like him, he likes you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Hopefully. So, I mean, I think, I think if I put in some, some results here in the yeah. next few weeks, that could help too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would help. That would definitely help. Uh, hey guys, don't forget about the OGO contest. They're giving away, Steve's giving away, or OGO and Steve, Pulp MX are giving away an OGO 9800 all you got to do is hit up contest at pulpmexshow.com, send the email, give your worst travel story involving an OGO. So, I, and my suggestion would be even if you just had a really bad travel story and there was no OGO in it, just add the OGO. 
But either way, you can win an OGO 9800. Those things are sick. Uh, DV had some good ones. He talked about uh, being stuck at the German-Polish border for 36 hours in 95. He talked about Unadilla 2000 being delayed in Chicago, driving 12 hours to Unadilla with no bags to go 5-7 where he lost a shroud in Moto 1. Uh, got a hole in his exhaust in Moto 2, so all that for pretty bad results for him. And you know, Steve talked about traveling and you know and having to sleep in the camper when he thought he was going to get a hotel. All that stuff sucks. I have never really had a bad travel story, thank God. But I did ask you guys, um, Logan, we'll go to you first, man. You you travel the country as a privateer. Uh, you got any good stories? I'm wondering if me and Travis are going to have the same one. I was thinking this also. Uh-oh. Well, <laughs> let's let's get into it. What was it? All right. So, hey, was there an Ojo in the tr- in the in the uh, in the hall? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I have one from like 2001 <laughs> that I I was still using up until this year. Nice. So that, that bitch was that bitch was in there for sure. All right. Um. So yeah. So me, I ended up convincing Travis. So for the for the what six or seven rounds of Salt Lake City last year. Yep. I convinced him to come with me because I was going to drive out there solo. And uh, he wasn't working at the time because of COVID. Um, so I convinced him to come out there with me. And everything was all, all good going there. And we had a good time there. But then on the way home, you know, halfway through the trip, or, I'm sorry, halfway through the trip when we were still in Salt Lake, my van went into limp mode. And it, <laughs> it, it had the gnarliest oil leak you've ever seen in your life <laughs> Dude, so like, bad so we, were we probably spent park. more more money in oil than gas to get there oh geez uh, oh i did so we were staying at this really nice hotel dude it was like we stayed at like what was it like a double tree or i don't know something super nice for like you know the 20 something days we were there and dude you could tell every parking lot, every parking spot that I've parked in, there was oil in almost every single parking spot by the end of the trip. I'm not sure how they still let us park in there, but, but yeah, on the way home, it, it was to the point where um, we were going up the mountains in Salt Lake, or just outside of Salt Lake, we were going like 25 miles per hour in limo, and I'm like using the old slap shifter trying to get every inch of power out of this fucking van. And, uh, yeah, and then we ended up, uh, my oil light was coming on every hour. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I, I think we ended up spending more money on oil than fuel on the way home. But somehow that bitch made it back, dude. I, I don't I don't know how. Uh, that's awesome. That's <laughs> crazy. You got a different one, Travis, or is that yours? Um, That was that was one of mine. But, actually, I got another one that involves Logan also. Okay. So, Hell, yeah. Let's go. So 2018, uh, Logan convinced me to go out to Salt Lake and to Vegas to race the last two rounds. And, um, I don't know, I don't know how this came up, but somehow we ended up towing home a kettle corn trailer (laughs) with his sprinter van. (laughs) Okay. And I I don't know, like, I feel like this may have actually started the oil problems because (laughs) the sprinter was struggling to tow this thing back like (laughs) like we were struggling to get up some of the hills and then we're driving down the highway and some freaking siding starts flapping like starts falling off the trailer so we had to pull over 
and freaking try to try to <laughs> pull the <laughs> pull the panels off or whatever, make sure it was <laughs> not gonna nail somebody right. driving behind us. <laughs> but yeah, that those two stories are literally the ones that that came to my mind. Wow! So both both involving Logan, both involving Salt, Salt Lake City. Uh, Dude, same van. Yeah, hopefully you didn't steal same the van. you didn't steal the kettle cord trailer, did you? It was it was like legit, right? Oh, it was a nice one, dude. Is that the trip you got blue ball two nights in a row, Travis? Ah, I don't know what you're talking about, man. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, let's get back into this episode uh, 474. Ken Roxon called in. Um, I think he's always a cool guest. He's fun, really great personality. Uh, and he doesn't really make excuses. Um, so you're you're a ways back a DV's guy here, uh, Ferrandis. But I mean, Kenny, you never know what can happen, and you just gotta you just gotta win, right? And then he can he you know whatever happens happens. I and mean, we we've seen bigger comebacks in the sport, but that's got to be your attitude, I guess, at this point. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna come and throw everything at it every single weekend. You know, that's really all I can do. Unfortunately, it just happens to be that every year I just have. The bad races that are mm-hmm. there are not a good bad race. You know what I mean? Mine are just always. Yeah. It can switch in a heartbeat, of course, but right. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, all I can do, I'm in second, and all I can do is charge forward and treat every race like uh, you know it's right. the final round, and we gotta we gotta go for it. But whatever happens, happens. I'm just trying to enjoy being in the position that I am and fighting yet for another championship. In full transparency, when we were breaking this down as in the media talking about you guys before the year. I'm like, Kenny, I don't know if Kenny can win this Supercross title. This is going back to Supercross because he can't avoid these terrible races, one or two a year, right? And that's what does it. And, mm-hmm. and that's what I was saying about you. And I tend to not look back at it as well. I think so far I'm having a pretty solid yep, yep. There are some times like, you know, with Shugel where things do not go my way and and uh, I have really terrible – and it makes it all look bad. And then obviously people just talk about your last result. But if I look back, uh, being second in Supercross, and even in the position that I am right now, I'm doing all right so far. So, Travis, first of all, on Pulpomex, I think Ken, Kenny's not on all that often. He doesn't do a ton of podcasts, but he's a great guest. The second thing I want to throw out is, like, when I listen to this and I listen to him go, well, you know, it is what it is. I have bad races sometimes. I could see Honda or his sponsors being like, what do you mean it is what the fuck it is? Like, no, it's not is it is what it is. You need to do better. But then he's like, dude, I'm second in points, man. I did second in Supercross. And we do sort of, we say this all the time with different riders. Like, we we forget how good the series is, how good the other riders are. Second, third, fourth is fucking amazing for either of those series. He's still killing it. So, uh, yeah, just touch on those two things. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm a huge Kenny fan. Yep. Um, but I will say, like, when he says stuff like that, it makes you wonder, like, I just don't understand sometimes why he doesn't say, like, yeah, I really want to win this title. You know, why Why does he say that he's just enjoying being in the hunt or yeah, whatever, you know? Nonchalant. Yeah, and – um but yeah, at the same time, you know, Cooper's having a bad outdoor season and Dylan had a, a rough supercross season. So really he's kind of had the best overall year out of everybody. So it's like, how, how can you really argue with his attitude? But it does, you know, it does make you wonder, like maybe if you had a little bit more hard ass attitude, maybe, you know, he would be 
leading the points or have one supercross or or whatever it is tough to say because he's crushing it but at the same time he doesn't even really seem like he wants it that bad you know yeah yeah and to hit your point travis but i'm gonna go to logan you take a guy like eli who's having some really good motos and some really bad motos but then he he seems very aggravated when he's like he's i don't i just don't know he's frustrated his attitude seems like you could tell that he wants to be doing better but he's not doing as good as can he so like does it really matter if Kenny is – he's just kind of like – he's talked about it. I mean, I'm just trying to have fun. Uh, I'm, I'm not – he doesn't say – I don't remember exactly what he said at the beginning of the season. He's not saying I'm not taking it as serious, but I'm taking it as it comes, basically. Uh, I'm not going to let myself get so worked up, maybe. But it, it's kind of – looking from the outside, I can see – it almost seems like, like what Travis just said, like he doesn't care as much. But I don't think that's the case. It Like it – crazy to think that like I feel like all of us think that he's not having a great season but like if he ends the year getting second in the Supercross championship and then second in the outdoor championship like as Travis said like he's overall the best guy yeah but like you just you just hold Kenny to such high standards I feel like when he when he when he's not up towards the front like it's just it's unnormal like you see you see these one-on-one races like Colorado and and watch or Unadilla and then you see him go like whatever whatever he got at Washougal it's just it's it's crazy to see like it's he's like so bipolar it's right. unreal first Logan unnormal is not a word just just so you know unnormal <laughs> all right sorry dark side it's abnormal uh second yeah I think Supercross, like we we almost look on his his series as being bad because the way Cooper just worked him really, you know, mentally, like it almost seems like it was bad. But it really, again, most of us would, you know, cut off an arm to be second in the series. You guys probably would. Um, and then outdoors, it's kind of the same thing. It's like you know, there's some bad races. And you just go like, what the hell? Like, how does that happen? So. Yeah, pretty frustrating, but always a great guest. I'm glad that Steve got him on. Um, hey, guys, Gus Racing, established in 1990 as a premier off-highway seat manufacturing company, offering high-performance seat covers and foam for motocross, supercross, and off-road competition. Gus Racing worked with every top rider at some point of their career, from Steve Lampson and McGrath, Jesus, in the 90s, to Ricky Carmichael and James Stewart in the 2000s, and today with Rockstar Husky, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, and many more. If it's style and performance you want, You've come to the right place. Check out GutsRacing.com for any info on the many products offered, such as the Phantom Light Seat Foam. And if Hangtown happens, I get to go. I'm going to get to go meet Andy Gregg for the first time. Go check out the facility. Uh, I think that's going to happen anyway. I'm hoping it happens. I definitely want to, uh, along with Works Connection. Um, thanks to Andy Gregg for coming on. Those seats are the best in the business. Uh, let's see. D- David Villeman and Ken, they talked about... Uh, this was a, something that I found really interesting. I want to ask you guys about leaving their home countries, leaving everything behind to come to America. Kenny talked about how he was always hooked on American moto, the lifestyle. And, and then David talked about like DV talked about just leaving all his things came by himself, had never really took taken care of his life. His mom did everything or whatever. And he gets over here, just like left everything slept on the floor, no furniture for a little while to make this thing happen, the commitment level to do something like that. Like, I'm scared 
to leave my job to find a better job, not even like just leave my home or my city, but they leave their fucking country, their families to come live this dream, man. Um, Logan, that, that takes a special kind of person. And I'll give Steve the same credit as these guys. He left, you know, uh, Canada come down here to be a mechanic for $300 a month and sleep on the shop floor when he had to. It takes a very special person to do something like that, to, to go after your dream. I mean, it's definitely a motivator, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, when you leave your country, it's, it's kind of all or bust, right? Could you do it? Do you think you could do it? Leave everything behind to go race GPs if you had the de- a deal? Man, dude. Sleep, sleep, I mean, I'd on, like to, sleep in the fucking snow, you know, outside on the way to Russia. Sleep in the car. I'd like, I'd like to say yes, but, I mean, that's gnarly, dude. Like, <laughs> obviously... Them guys have a lot of talent, and and then they they know they can do it. So, I mean, you got to respect the effort for DV. I mean, and Kenny, you know. Yeah, it's I, I, it's very very impressive, uh, Travis. It's it's. I mean, I know you guys like you you guys go from race to race in the box back of a box van, you know, and like Nagy, I think doesn't he, he's he won't even get a hotel as I recall. He just sleep in the truck. <laughs> That's pretty hardcore. But coming from another country, leaving your chick behind, or you know, some of the guys like. Um, Marvin and Dylan, actually, their chicks came with them. That probably makes things a million times easier. But still, they, those guys, those those couples left their whole life behind. Travis, that's just big, massive props, man. Big credit to those guys. Yeah, it's really, honestly, it's hard to even, like, say how that is without actually doing it. Like, I can't even imagine. No. You know, it's so gnarly to just you know be completely alone in a country that you you know 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 nobody you know especially i think with dylan i think you know when he first came over here like he really didn't know anybody he kind of just he had the opportunity with the team and i think kind of the only people that you know he hung out with was the people at the team when he was riding you know aside from his wife or a girlfriend whatever um and so, yeah, I, I don't know, like that definitely can, is definitely tough, but it also makes it a lot easier to, to get the work done, but That's, yeah, no distractions. To, sure. Yeah. But to take that, that leap of faith, uh, it just takes unmeasurable amount of courage, you know, and, and belief in yourself, you know, it, that, yeah, it's, it's, it's not something that I have in me in my DNA, I've talked about that before with jobs and, and, and actually, hell, I was texting with Steve about something like a week ago and I was on my, on a job doing something. Oh, it was last week for the wrap up show. I had to move it to Thursday because last minute my job wanted us to work late and I was pretty pissed off about it. And like I told Steve, I fucking hate my job. And he's like, well, quit and get another one then. Well, that's scary, man. <laughs> you know, I've been at my job for like 12 years. You know, I have uh, retirement. I have, uh, you know, my insurance is paid. It's 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 kind of scary to start over, and I don't really have that D- in my DNA. I guess you know it's so it's 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 something I th- again special kind of person. Uh all right, back to Monday night. I, I'm I'm kind of excited. I like because Steve makes fun of me all the time. He's been having some technical difficulties with the new the new studio and the mansion. I mean, I don't know how you move into this mansion and you can't get your Wi-Fi to work, but he lost internet during the live feed. Uh, it wasn't as easy to tell on the audio playback, but if you're watching on YouTube and Facebook, everything went down. 
He lost the end of the Ken Ken Roxon interview. Um, they lost Kenny. I assume the phones are all through Wi-Fi. The the feeds went down. You got to get your shit together, Steve. You you cannot be the elite podcast in the business and and be doing this, man. You can't. We're we're watching live. Can't call in. It, I mean, it's just it's you're not the janky moto show anymore. You got to fix your shit, Steve. Get it together. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah anyway it, what was funny so i went back last night and i'm listening back to the segment that i missed because they lost their wi-fi steve and he this was great I, i'm sure you guys listen back you listen to the audio he gets an email from allison who says hey me and my fiance my fiance got me into this uh i didn't really know anything about it i'm a big fan now I would love for you to give a shout out. This is Allison call or emailing about her fiance, Brian, who's a big fan. I would love you to give us a shout out for our engagement. We watch, we watch every week. Steve gives this announcement when we can't fucking watch. So they may not even have heard it. Sorry, Allison. I know you're a listener of the wrap up show. I mean, cause everybody is. But, hey, go back and listen. He did do it. So, yeah, I don't know, guys. Come on, right? I mean, it's very disappointing, Logan. That's poor. Poor girl, man. Hey, but I guess it's a little little brownie points for you. Like, he gives you enough shit, right? Now yeah. you can give him a little something back, right? Yeah, but anybody that watches my show knows we've had nothing but technical difficulties since I moved into my new <laughs> studio either. So, I also... Yeah, but it's actually, not even all... It's not even all your fault. It's like, you know, people people's phones and all that shit fucks up every once in a while. Uh, I've actually been having issues, some of the same issues that with with uh, the system we use to stream. And thank God for for Marks. Steve Steve, thank God that Steve pays Marks enough that he helps me for free. So what a guy. Yeah, it's awesome. But when they came back, Phil Nicoletti was on. Guys, I, I don't have a lot of notes on Phil t- for that for that particular show Monday night. But Travis, how how great is Phil? It's awesome that Phil like is on every week. It's yes. amazing. He's just it doesn't get old. Like whatever he wants to talk about, it it doesn't matter what he's talking about. It's still funny. It's still the same attitude. Yep. And you know, um, I'm excited for Phil to be in studio here in a few oh, weeks. No, me too. Me too. The line of the night for me was when uh, DV and Phil was on. And they were talking about Binghamton and fucking DV said that I would rather race a national in a Walmart parking lot than Binghamton. <laughs> Dude, I... Yeah, Phil wasn't having it or any of the the Binghamton slander. No, but I, I was dying, dude. That was so funny. Uh, I also want to give a shout-out to my boy Nash. Man, For me, that was a call of the night because it led into what became the Race Tech rant. Pulp 21 to save. Let's listen. I cut a little bit of the audio. This thing was great. I'm not going to flood the market with another vlog out there. This, they're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love uh, if, if, they, if they make $27 a month with their vlogs, it's maybe the max. Why do you need TikTok? Why do you need uh, uh, stories? Why do you... Seriously, talking about vlogs for a okay. second. Yeah. Um, like people, fans, the fan base. Yeah. If they have to listen to your post-show, your pre-shows, everybody's vlogs, everybody's stories, 
uh, like all face, all face, uh, like all race reports. Uh, Paul Pemick show. Fantasy motocross TV. Uh, Fantasy motocross. Uh, yeah, don't get me started on that one. Paul Pemick's ah, fantasy. Yeah, that's uh, great. Yeah, but if you put all this together, yeah, when do people work and sleep and eat? Because there's too much content. No, they don't. They don't work anymore, DV. Have you not? <laughs> I'm just tired thinking about it. Having to go through well, but all I those think blogs DV, and DV, content. If you're a consumer of Moto, you just you have your choice, right? You don't listen to everything, and you you, you like pulp stuff or you like it's a buffet, blogs. DV. So. It's a, a Moto fan buffet. And and you the thing it. is, the worst thing is they they celebrating uh, mediocrity in result all the time, like fans, like in comments, they they blowing everybody up, like people that. Just show up. They have new set of gear. Can qualify. Or will never. Is this a race score, tech rant? Score point. Like, uh, oh, you're so good. You're amazing. You're great. No, you suck, bro. You can't qualify. You don't make points. You know, you can't score a top 20 national out of 24 stupid motos. I'm sorry. Find a new hobby. That just, uh, that just fucking wrecked me. <laughs> Mark says that AAC probably made $500 for the last vlog that he did. Great. Okay, I'm, I'm the, just, the guy makes two million a year. And Race Tech Rant of the Night, David Villeman on vlogs. I loved it. No, I, have, I have other ones. I have a, a real tough time. You know, with this stuff. <laughs> I have a tough time. I'm like, for for me, like I'm so focused on riding, like getting like be prepared 100 yeah. percent, like finding the right spot, like the right strategy, what to to the right get to, mm -hmm. to pick, what to do in the first lap, and I, I'm like intense into this stuff yeah. you know performance 100 mm -hmm. when i see all this stuff pop up i'm like dude Oof. uh logan so <laughs> i i disagree with 99 percent of what dv said i found it very funny very entertaining what his point at the end about I find it hard. I, I need to be focusing. Like if it was me, I need to be focusing on being better, becoming, you know, to do, do on all the things I need to do to become a champion. I, I get what he's saying, but I totally disagree. I think, I think these vlogs and the race reports and the podcasts and whatever, all the stuff, the different media that listeners, fans can get involved with are very good for the sport, in my opinion. Um, but what do you think, man? What do you think about what he had to say? Just uh, give me some feedback. I agree with you, too. I, I don't think that, I mean, blogs are not a bad thing at all. I mean, especially when, I mean, Adam obviously hires somebody to, to basically just follow them around. Same with Troll Train Vlog and everything. I, I love watching them. And obviously, I think it makes your, your fan base go up because you get to kind of know a little bit more behind the scenes of kind of what's going on. And I'm a, I'm a big fan of them. I watch all of them, to be honest with you. I watch, you know, Freddy's. Um, A Marts and ACs and you know, a bunch of guys. But yeah, uh, I don't think I've ever seen Aries. Oh man, come on! I know. We gotta fix but, that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of them. Like I made one when we were in Mexico, kind of yeah. let loose a little bit right after Supercross. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was fun doing it. Like, I mean, it'd be cool to have somebody there following you around to to kind of get a like a little insight of kind of what goes on on race day. I like them. Yeah, I think it's important, Travis. Uh, I was thinking about this earlier day when I was sort of doing these notes, and it, I actually was relating it to something else I had done last night. But, like, a few years ago, maybe 10 years ago, I got into NASCAR a little bit. And I didn't get into NASCAR because I liked 
the racing. Like it's one of the few motorsports that I actually don't like the racing, but I got involved with it or started watching it because I became a fan of Tony Stewart when he was on a radio show called the Bubba the Love Sponge Show that was on the Howard Stern Network. And I just thought Tony was such a funny guy. He was such a cool guy that I started watching NASCAR every week just to watch Tony go around in circles. Um, and, you know, he would get, he was like, he'd get angry sometimes. He'd get out and be mad. And like, he, he had a personality. And that's what drew me in for a couple years to watch NASCAR. Uh, so, I, and now today with the, with the, you know, technology that we have and all the different apps and every social media, I, I would have venture to believe there are a mil, millions of li, new fans or at least fans that have become maybe longtime fans that have become fans of guys like A-Ray or guys like Seven Deuce Deuce or whoever that maybe they wouldn't have been fans of before because they didn't know anything about them. I think these vlogs and social media all the stuff that DV doesn't like, I think they're very, very good for the sport, as I said, and very important to the sport's growth. Yeah, I, I mean, I see what DV's saying here, but I, I love watching the vlogs. Um, and it actually got me thinking, like, it seems like I, I could be completely off on this, but I don't know of, like, I'm not familiar with anybody's vlogs from a different sport. You know, like, I'm. it seems like it, it may be like kind of a unique thing for our sport. I don't know if that's true or not, but I mean, I don't know of LeBron James having a, having a vlog, you know? <laughs> right, so I, right. Um, I think it is kind of unique for our sport and it definitely shows like a personality, you know, like the, I mean, I watch pretty much all of them. Um, but I, I love the Dino tube. Um, it's like, it's my favorite vlog. I, it's, unreal and it's made me like i've always been a dino fan but man it's unreal like just the vlog itself makes me want to go buy his merch like it's so good and like i i do think like it the vlogs are good like i love the troll train vlog and and i do think it definitely brings the riders a fan base but i think it i think it is kind of unique to our sport that it seems like so many riders kind of have have a vlog yeah and, and like, have like a way to look at at their life day in and day out yeah and like nash said it's like a buffet right you don't have to eat everything just watch what you want i don't watch hardly any of the vlogs just based off time like i'm so limited during my days that i don't get to watch much of them you mentioned the dino one and somebody sent me a dm the other day about how great his words because because sarah's on them all the time how often is sarah on dino's vlog oh all the time okay i think then i'll yeah, start watching it's so good for real. Um, I think she does most of the filming. Okay. Then I, I'm in. If Sarah's on in there, I'm, I'm in. So, yeah. yeah and then uh, Jaleek and, and Styles, he's always babysitting them. <laughs> nice. So. Nice. I got I to gotta check these out, man. I got to find more time for that. Um, all right, Travis, back to you for a minute. I, I was going to – here I, I have my notes is where I was going to ask about your favorite co-host. You've kind of already touched on that. Um, as a longtime fan of the show, I'm going to ask both of you this question. What would make Steve better at what he does? Him personally, what can he improve on? And what do you think the next step for the show is? Probably should have given you a heads up on this, but. Yeah, dude, that's a rough question, dark side. Um... Hey, I'm hard hitting, man. <laughs> I'll tell you what, um, I'm going to well, do, I'm gonna do my silly... just... oh, Go ahead. Never mind. Go ahead. 
just get his Wi-Fi to work. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually that's all, have. That's all I got. I think that sometimes Steve, I, I, I don't. Sometimes I don't know where he's coming from with some of his ideas. Like he's, I almost feel like it's got to be just for the show. I don't know if he does that type of stuff or not, but like sometimes he's. It it does make for good radio, I guess. So it's kind of like a compliment. But sometimes I, I'm trying to think of an example. I, I assume you're talking about like you know JT will have a theory. Or he'll just battle JT, and I, I don't have an example off the top of my head either. But sometimes he just well, okay, okay. This last weekend, right? It was they were uh, the review show. They're talking about Justin Cooper's Moto One versus Moto Two results, and Cooper yeah. said it yeah. bike set up. <laughs> And Steve was just fucking hounding the fact that bike setup is so stupid. I'm so sick of that. And, and JT and Weeds were like, well, okay, it's partly Cooper, Justin Cooper, you know, too. But, oh, no, no, he just said bike setup, bike setup, bike setup. You know, and he was just like, he would not, he just gets stuck on something. And I do think sometimes he does that for show content. I think he believes it a little bit, but he puts it he kind of boosts it he makes it he amplifies it for the show yeah that's a perfect example actually and but do sometimes we want him, it's like do we want him to change that though because it would be less entertaining if if he's doing that if he is putting on quote-unquote for the show and he stopped doing that i think we'd be very disappointed yeah no i think you're right it it, it does you know it gives everybody something to talk about um, after, you know, listening and then it gives them something to go back to, 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 you know, bust on each other in future shows too. So it adds, it adds a lot actually to the show. Yeah. So, so I guess, I guess we're really not criticizing Steve here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, it's, it's sometimes it's hard to criticize. I wish he'd quit fucking with me so much, but <laughs> it's actually gotten better. It's gotten better. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't like off the top of my head, Logan. I don't have anything necessarily that I'd want him to change. I think he's. I mean, every anybody that knows me knows I'm a fan. I feel like Steve and I have become friends. Uh, I, you know, we're not BFFs or anything, but I think you know. I think there's some respect. I don't think he'd let me do this if he didn't at least respect it, what I'm doing a little bit. Um, so I, I really have nothing negative to say about steve he, I, you know but what about you man it's just for show quality and if you don't have anything logan for steve to change and get better at what would you is there anything that you can think of for the show as a whole for the next step of its evolution <clears throat> no i mean i think steve obviously does a really good job i feel like there's a reason he is the top podcast in the industry he does a really good job with it kind of plays along with some of the stuff you know obviously a little bit more than probably he even believes i mean like Justin Cooper losing the race by a minute and 11 seconds. Obviously, Justin Cooper wasn't trying as hard as he possibly could or he would not have lost by a minute and 11 seconds or, or whatever the number was. But, I mean, to make good radio with JT, he was just going at it back and forth, yeah. you know, saying, saying, saying that he agreed that he was actually trying, which you know he didn't, but <laughs> it, just, it, just, it just makes for good, good radio. I guess. It definitely, it definitely does. Uh, I actually do have I do have an example or or okay. a critique here. Let's do it. Um, so it doesn't really affect the show very much, but Steve always, you know, he he always loves to go to 
when it when somebody brings up another podcast or whatever, like he he loves going to the. If you don't go to the races, then you, um, you can't really talk about the races. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I get it. I get what he's saying, but I feel like that's. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Also, he has been missing some races here lately. Well, hell, he didn't go to Unadilla. Quite a few of them, yeah. (laughs) I I actually texted Anton before he went on. I was like, dude, as soon as you get on and he asks you about Unadilla, say, no, we can't talk about that. You weren't there. Um, Yeah. Which he did not do, so that's okay. But, uh, I mean, I I disagree with him to that. I mean, you definitely can't get all the inside stuff. You can't act like you were there. Um, You know, I think some people maybe – some people on some media platforms and some podcasts try to make it sound like they were there and that's not cool at all. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, that's not cool. So, yeah, but, it's just sometimes the way he, he is towards the other podcasts or whatever. I mean, I, I get it. He doesn't listen or he probably doesn't care at all, No, but, um, I don't know. Just sometimes the way he looks at them and like his thoughts on them is, is a little, Eh, it's a little yeah, weird to me. I could see that there's some guys in the industry that he doesn't really give any um, respect to, maybe, or credit to. Yeah. But I don't think it's he's being disrespectful. He just doesn't know enough about him. Like, I, he he doesn't know the, the Gypsy Tail guys, right? So he doesn't yeah, talk he doesn't shit know, on him. Or, or I don't really think he cares at all either. Yeah, so. yeah that's, he's not saying, oh, they suck. He just yeah. doesn't really have an opinion. Now, if there's somebody that he thinks is out there, uh, whether it be, you know, he's you know, he's talking about Hopper or whatever, he will say that. And he has yeah. seen some of the content and he has his opinion. So I think it just you have to look at it from his point of view of, yeah, I just don't know anything about it and I'm not going to give you the time of day necessarily. So, but, you know, I, I, but he also will say, hey, those guys can come on my show anytime and we can talk about it. So he, he at least gives him that respect and i think that's fair yeah i think that that's cool that that he puts that out there yeah. and it's, you know then he can kind of say what he wants because yep. they they have the opportunity to stand up for themselves if he wants to talk shit or whatever you know yeah so hey travis as a full-on privateer how much bike work do you do yourself <sighs> dark side you have no idea how much bike work i've done in the last month I've, blown I've up taught him everything. Two bikes, <laughs> Logan. <laughs> Travis, how, how do you feel about changing fork seals? Um, you know what? Hey, I got ass. a guy that does that for me. Oh, so. okay. Well, if you want to, um, sa- if you want to save some money and not have to change your fork seals very often, you need to get some seal savers. Okay. All right. I blow through fork seals. Yeah. See, I'm gonna you, have to hit them up. Sealsavers.com. Pulp twenty five. And you get Seal, Sa- Seal Savers is the original fork seal protection, man. Starting with the original Seal Savers to prevent dirt, dust, and mud from getting into your fork seals. Hit them up. Use the pulp code. It will save you money, Travis. That sounds good to me. Yeah, we like that, right? <laughs> All right. We mentioned, I mentioned Anton a minute ago. I love Michael Antonovich. He is just a fucking cool dude. I don't care what Steve says. I love his personality. Not, he doesn't have to be the quote-unquote cool moto guy. He's knowledgeable. He's friendly. Uh, he's a great dude, Swap Moto Live. He called in from the Fly Racing National Sales Meeting. JT was there. He's in a stairwell that was also sounded pretty rough. So we had multiple sound technical issues. We even had, I haven't even touched on the buzz at the beginning of the show um, that Dune Goon figured out. I don't know what that ended up being. But Anton calls in. 
He had a really good question for DV. Um, Dylan being a rookie, but he's older. Are you guys thinking long-term for him? Like, hey, don't, we're going to race into his 30s, 31, 32, 33. Or are you guys trying to maximize the window that he has right now? I told him, I'm like, um, doesn't really matter where you go. Um, just think about your four years. You have four years of working hard and sacrifices. And after you can sign a deal just to, uh, as we say in French, put a little bit of butter in the spinach. Just to ride maybe one or two seasons to make a little extra yeah. money on top of what, right. what you really have. But I told him, you're going to be like competitive at the most uh, four seasons. So that's only... that's. One is already done, yep. and he has three to come. And I told him, like, 450 is tough. You got to get into it and then work hard. But if you want to win races and maybe battle for championship, you got to get into it. And for Dylan, I don't think he can best himself yep. after this four years. So if he doesn't get it within four seasons, um, it, it's done. So might as well just work hard and, and go for it. Logan, that, that's pretty heavy man when you think about that uh, again general fan right even myself who's somewhat quote unquote media four real serious years to do the best you can um that's that's a very very small window and dv breaking it down like that and saying hey i told dylan this put everything you got into it you got four years that's heavy man I mean, he's right. Yeah, I mean, I, feel I know. Like that's why I feel like guys now are retiring, you know, earlier than they used to. I mean, Dungey and Villapoto, them guys retired when they were, what, 26, 27 years old? Mm-hmm. I mean, when your whole life revolves around racing and you train every single day, you ride every, pretty much every single day. And, man, dude, it takes a toll on your body. I mean, four, four or five years or so, yeah, I mean, you're freaking smoked. Yeah, it's it's hard to think about that, Travis, as if, if you put yourself in the position of just the average fan who watches the races, maybe they pick up Racer X here and there. Oh, you really only have, like, you know, the, even the people that don't really know much about the sport, you think that the, that age, 25, 26, that's still a young dude. But that's the end of their career. The, the window is so small to make some money, make your mark, and get out. It's just, I again, that's just fucking DV giving, giving it to us real. Yeah, and I think for Dylan's situation especially, like he's a little bit older for, yeah. you know, a 450 rookie, so that, that closes down his window even more. I mean, he, you know, you look at Marv and, he, you know, that's kind of – Marv's not doing bad, but he's not he's not in the title contention. And uh, I think – what's Dylan, 27 or, or something like that, yeah, somewhere so. around there? Yeah, I think it's 27, and, I believe. And they touched on, you know, Marv's 31. So <laughs> True. that that's pretty much Dylan's four years right there. You got, if, if you want to look at, you know, Marv as an example. And, um, <clears throat> you know, I don't want to say Marv is declining because he won a race. He's got podiums, but he kind of, he kind of has, you know, a little bit, especially with the injury last year too. So yeah, he's on the downhill side. Yeah. Yep. So I think that, you know, that, that's a perfect example of what DV's talking about. You know, like you look at Marvin and, and Dylan's kind of, he's got that same opportunity, you know, that same amount of time for opportunity to, to win races and championships. Right. Right. Um, 
Okay. Uh, did either of you learn anything from Ron Villapoto's grilling tips? That was like, felt like 15 minutes of them talking about grilling, which was fine. I was taking notes, but uh, either one of you guys like to grill? Anybody? You know, oh, yeah. I really, I really didn't take much from that. I got to okay. be honest, dark side. All right, Logan. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say that again. Did you take anything away from the grilling tips? At least get yourself some grill your ass off. Oh yeah, dude. I'm not a big griller, man. So <sighs> all right, you guys. It, suck. it didn't. It didn't really do a whole lot for me. All right. I thought it was funny, I just man. Some it was hot least, dogs sometimes. That's like, about it. Mar- or, uh, DV was just sitting <laughs> over there, like he was about to fall asleep. He was just like, "Okay, is this really what we're doing?" Uh, <laughs> right. All right. What about you're talking to one of the you're talking to one of the best riders that ever lived about grilling. But that's like, what he was excited about. So many about. more cool things we could talk about. He was excited, man. <laughs> RV was excited. Oh, he loved had, it. He was in. RV oh, was yeah. into it. He had clearly had a few drinks, man. Hell, who cares? Uh, Just imagine if he had his personality now than he did, like dude, you know, back then. That I, guy I know. Would have been awesome. I know. If if Steve listens to this, he's gonna give me shit about this. But I, I had Eli on last night on my show. And I brought that up, man. I was like, you know, people see you, Eli, a certain way, you know, and I brought up when Kiefer said he had resting dick face. And I was like, people see you that way. But it, but RV was similar. And now we see how RV really is. It'd be nice to have some of that. And we talked about all that. But, yeah, I think I think the way RV is now would have been so much better for the sport when when he was racing, probably not better for him because he probably needed to be how he was to do what he did. But yeah, it's the way he is now is we would have loved it. Obviously, we we love it now. Um, let's shift gears real quick to silly season talk. Steve gave us a list when, while Anton was on of a lot of he asked what to Anton what what the biggest surprise was. Oh, man, you know the 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 idea of Zach retiring hurts my heart. Doesn't sound like Muckoff's coming back. We know Anderson's going to Kawi. Uh, Mookie's going to Husky, AP to KTM, Eli to Star Yamaha. Uh, but man, does anything stand out to you, um, Travis, at all? That that really just like you were kind of like, wow, okay, I didn't know about that. That surprises me. Anything? Um, nothing. I'm too surprised about. Actually, I I just saw that um, Brayton's going back to MCR yep. today. They posted that a little. So, yeah, yep. that's that's um, yeah. So I mean, obviously, some of these things like we've known about for a while Mm -hmm. um but you know it'll be interesting to see how everything pans out you know and and with muck off going away and it'll be interesting to see like you know if that takes a ride away or whatever i I don't know if anybody was trying to talk to them besides brayton but i thought i i thought i had heard something somewhere that dino was talking to them um i don't know if that's true or not but you know, that, that definitely, any team that goes away, that hurts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's scary, man. I mean, we thought, you know, like we said, we thought MCR was going to go away, and you just never know, right? We Hopefully uh, the Chaparral FXR team would be back. Uh, you know, we need those teams in the pits for sure. Um, okay, what about, Steve talked to um, DV about this earlier in the show. The fact that Dylan multiple times this year has really praised Eli, like you could tell Dylan respects Eli. He's a bit of a fan. DV kind of went into talking about, you know, when he was racing, racing against MC, who they thought of as like Jesus, right? That's, I think Steve said that, and <laughs> DV just went with it. So I want to ask you guys, when you guys line up, either one of you, let's start with you, Logan. 
has there ever been a moment where you're like, oh shit, this is like, this is my guy or this is surreal? Absolutely. Like, I mean, my first couple of years of racing, I jumped at a 450 class like pretty quick because I, I saw the payout difference and I was like, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just jump over the 450. Like immediately sure. I kind of started racing supercross and I was making night shows and I was, I was lining up to guys that like, man, like Chad Reed and like, I, I tell my mechanics, like, dude, take a picture of me next to this guy. Like, I 100% <laughs> yeah. did that. Like, it yeah, was sure. so cool to me to, like, kind of go from nothing to, to, you know, lining up next to Chad Reed. Like, it's it's 100%. The first couple of years, I was totally fangirling a little bit. But, I mean, now, now it's just, I feel like it's normal. It's hard to make that shift, though, because I definitely did that when I first started doing some media stuff. My first few races... Um, whether it be I would like when national 2017 was my first one and supercross Houston in 2018, which I think was the opening round or maybe round two, you know, maybe it's round two. I can't remember. Um, cause I, I guess a one would have been the first round, but anyway, Houston was my first round as, at supercross. And I was definitely fanboying out, man. Hell, I remember meeting Daniel Blair on press day and being like, holy shit, that's Daniel Blair, you know? And, it, it, it's very difficult to shift those gears, Travis, even like seeing McGrath up in the press box at Salt Lake city at the finals this year and trying to be cool. Be like, Hey man, what's up dude? And just not be like looking at him at the corner of my eye and trying to take a picture. But so for you, same question, Travis, uh, just lining up with these guys, being at the practice track with these guys, anything like that, just stand out. Yeah, actually just, you know, um, a couple of weeks ago, I made Southwick in the 450 class, and that was the first time I had really ever done anything on a 450. And and that was so that was like the first time I've ever been on the track, you know, with with an Eli or a Kenny. <laughs> and and to me, like <clears throat> those guys, you know, they were guys when I was still pretty young. So you know, there's not that many people that that I I get like starstruck by, but. Eli and Kenny are, are still kind of on that level for me. Sure, sure. And so the, you know, that being the first time I'm on the track with those guys, it's, it, it is cool, but it's also like, you almost just want to watch them, you know, like, yeah. and then, you know, when they pass you and they do something like they go by you so fast, it's like insane. But at the same time, you're still trying to like, watch them as you're riding and see if there's anything that you can like pick up on. But yep. at but you're trying to balance like, you know, that with the, Oh my God, that's Kenny, you know? Right. Right. Fanboying out <laughs> and doing a job at the same time. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate, you know, the fact that, uh, that DV kind of talked about MC and that Dylan has been honest, man. He's, he's showing the respect and the appreciation for the sport. And he's done that multiple times in interviews, talked about people that he was fans of and, you know, the, the love for wanting to come to America. So that's really cool. Um, got a couple more pieces of audio, quick topics before we wrap this thing up. Uh, the topic of Star Yamaha and Pro Circuit's recent success or lack thereof and developing riders came up, and this is what they said. Okay. I'm a, I'm a 100% kind of They can't ride in Florida. In Tallahassee, they have to ride four hours to go ride. It rains every single day. It's California is great. It's okay. Ride crappy cool. tracks, dusty supercross track. You're going to know how to, you know, throttle control and right. stuff. The chocolate cake, Florida, where like even me and my neighbor go fast. It, it doesn't, okay. it doesn't make you better. 
I think it's the way they they train the writers and and maybe the, the way they motivate them. And I think there's too much aggressivity, too much fight, not enough technique, not enough like. And so, that's that's the thing I feel about PC is like. Motos, motos, motos! Kill, kill, kill! Go, like get him! You can! It's right, your race! Right, Let's go! Right, like right, right. for me, I never like. If Dylan, for example, is asleep and he needs to get uh, waking up, I'm like, I'm gonna say something, but I never told him to just to pin it. Let's go! Right. Never. The only thing he's is smart about this. Right, yeah, yeah, I'm like just lines, technique, how you should do it. Like you have to ride technique first ride well when you ride well then you go fast automatically it, it, go, it comes right. naturally and then the, the only thing I ask is you know we, we grind until the, the you don't settle it's checker flag all the way down it, until there's somebody to pass you keep going doesn't matter but you know when the gate drop you can go all out because you're ready for, you're ready to, to go the distance I'm against when I say like, let's go, right. like, no, like, calm them, just flow. Uh, again, Logan, very cut and dry, pretty much straight to the point. Uh, would you hire DV as your riding coach? 100%. I mean, the dude's super smart. Yeah, it all makes I sense. Mean, totally. Like, I agree with a lot of what he said. I mean, where I grew up here in Ohio, like, all my local tracks are basically cement. <laughs> yeah, right. So it, it definitely has taught me, you know, how to ride, like, more harder pack tracks. I definitely have – I feel like I definitely excel on, like, you know, the Salt Lakes and, the, you know, Denver that one year, which was straight cement. And Yeah, I mean, I agree with pretty much everything that DV says. He's just a little stubborn is all. <laughs> well, but he, but he has – his intent is to make you better, though. So I, I think, Travis, you'd yeah. probably – you probably jump on that program too. Oh, a hundred percent. I actually agree with that. So like, so strongly, um, you know, I even, you know, I like, I cannot do the, the go, go, go towel waving thing. Like <laughs> it just, it just, honestly, it just makes me ride worse because really? you're just trying too hard. All the technique goes away. You're not even thinking about like what you're actually doing out there. Like uh, I would a hundred percent, work better with what dv saying yeah. like and yeah i mean even just yesterday i i didn't even want to go to you know i could have gone to public track and i instead i just rode like a little sand pit so that i could you know work on things that i need to work on because you go to the public track and there's you know it's just the basically a dick measuring contest for <laughs> sure so it's funny because so, good good yeah so that's you know that doesn't when you're trying to get better, that doesn't always work. You know, you need to kind of what DV said also earlier in the show is like the speed will come with the technique and that that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I was sitting there listening to that and I've listened to that audio a couple of times while pulling it and whatever. And I'm like, you know what? I bet Steve would say he's my DV. He's, he's, he's trying to make me better, but being honest, <laughs> but I need a little rah, 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 Steve. I need a little go, 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 man. I, I need a little bit of that. Boost me up some, Steve. Fucking A. <laughs> anyway. Hey, J- uh, yeah, go ahead. Tra- Travis, you need to tell J-Court to stop waving the towel. I think he's slowing you down, though. Oh, I know. He gets all fired up. He's snapping pit boards, towel waving. Oh, jeez. The whole thing. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. A uh, couple more things with this episode of the wrap-up show. Um, 
Motorsport.com is the place to go if you want the Michelin bicycle tires, fly racing gear, guts racing seat covers. Uh, I don't know if Seal Savers, I don't think they're available there, but a lot of products that sponsor Pulpamex are available at Motorsport. So I hope you guys are going there to get all your parts, whether it be OEM or aftermarket parts, riding gear and accessories. Motorsport.com's dedicated team of gearheads have the knowledge and expertise to help get your ride working at peak performance and have you looking good too. So visit motosport.com and use the uh, the widgets on pulpmix.com to get there. So use that. Um, let's see here. I got a couple more notes. They talked about, uh, I talked about bad calls, like call-ins to the show and bad emails. I think it was last week that I talked about that. Uh, we've heard Steve talk about Disability Island many times with some of these ideas and calls and emails he gets. Uh, listen to this. He said, what up? I had a friend tell me that he heard the Tomac was running a two-stroke in the 450 class next year since the new model is carb compliant. You would think this would be big news, but I can't find anything on it. Yeah, that's not, that's, not, that's fake news. What is going on in the world? What is going on in the world where this is stuff that's you know, people are believing? Uh, people believe a lot of crap these days. Got a giant carrot on the screen right now. Logan, you were in for the uh, Disability Island yeah. show. That was your show with our boy Cheyenne. Uh, but, yeah, I just don't understand. Like, I see stuff. I'm in a group on Facebook, and, and like, I don't even remember what the damn thing's called, but it's about Supercross and Motocross. And there's certain posts that come up that you're just like, you really don't follow the sport, do you? Because you see this weird shit, and you're like, how, did, how the fuck do you believe this? I don't, it's so crazy that some of these things, but I bet if I went back 15 years, I probably saw stuff that I believe that was outrageous too. Cause I just didn't know any better. Do you actually not think Tomac's coming back in 2022 on a two show? I, I don't think so. Unless you have some news. You that don't. I have, no, I, I don't. Oh, I heard differently. He's definitely coming back in 2022 on a two smoker. Okay, I guess it's a fact, uh, Travis. I guess I guess no. I was wrong. You heard Dude, it here I, on the wrap-up show first. Will he Dude. have factory parts? Probably not. Okay. Um, it, it absolutely blows my mind, dude. Like, I mean, the only thing obviously I can think of is obviously they just don't know yeah. that much about the sport, but. How can you say the best rider? <laughs> I'd like to know where this guy heard this. Uh, I'm not, I, 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 <laughs> there's, there's some, we talked about the media, other media outlets a little bit ago briefly. There's some out there that put, I'm <laughs> that probably either really believe it, or it could be like MXA just getting really bad fucking news. Who knows? Clickbait. Yeah. That's I mean, part I go on Vital. That's a big part of Vital it. quite often, and I, I haven't even seen this. I think that might be too dumb for even the Vitards. That was one of the things that I saw in that Facebook group I was talking about. It popped up, and I just, like, scrolled past. I was like, okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's so mind-blowing. So, yeah, disability. But I love, I love when Steve, like, gets – like, this is why I wish he did voicemails still, like, almost weekly. Oh, fuck voicemails. I They're all love shitting when... on Dark Side. <laughs> That's that's true. No more. But I love when he gets when he gets all fired up about something so stupid like that. That's yeah. like so funny to me. Yeah, it, it can be. Uh, it's definitely entertaining. Hey, um, they talked about MXDN Monday night, and I did just get a text from a source. 
uh, that says it's it's official. It's not announced, but it's official. Chase Chase Sexton, Justin Barsha, and RJ are the team. So we'll see if that's actually the case. But yeah, I just got that a couple minutes ago. So that that's cool. Um, I, I asked Chase this last night because hey, yeah, on that other show, I also had Chase Sexton along with Eli Tomac. Chase would not admit anything. He wouldn't really talk about it. But I th- I think that's a pretty good team, guys. Um, I kind of talked to him about you know the the stuff that they talked about Monday night, like, oh, you know, Geyser or, yeah, Geyser's not going to be there or whatever. It doesn't really matter. And it's, Chase was like, no, dude, it's a race. It's a, it's an MXDN. If they want, they can come if they want, you know, it's not my fault. They're not coming, but if I go, I'm going to go to win. I think we, that's a good team. What do you think? Uh, uh, Travis, I'll go to you first. Yeah, I actually think it's a very strong team, especially, you know, at this point, um, we'll take a win any way we can get it. If those guys don't want to race, like I think any, any win under any circumstance will, will bring back, you know, good MXDN vibes for, you know, the teams and and everything in general here in America. Yep. Um, what's, what's weird though. Um, they talked to Kenny about MXDN and he kind of said that the team, you know, they decided yeah. because of COVID not to go, but then also, Hunter and Jet are supposedly racing and Chase, and Chase. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of weird that Kenny said that, but then those literally the rest of the team is going. I kind of felt like that that team has been known for being stricter in the pits. Uh, they're yeah, required 100%. masks. They're, they're very strong with. The I I don't thing. know that he. I think I, I took it as they're not saying he can't do it, but they are be they're suggesting probably to be stricter, and he's just using that to say, hey, it's safer to not go. That's kind of what I thought anyway. Logan, uh, thoughts? Um, I mean, if all the Honda guys are going, I feel like it's more of a personal yeah, yeah. decision that he's not going. But, I mean, you you can't hate on that. I mean, we heard another podcast in the past of what Tomek spent $10,000 to go there and <laughs> right, you know, right. zero, zero in return. So, And Anthony was just on, said he made 800 euros to go 1-1. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got to understand it from that side of it. But at the same time, it is, I mean, it is cool. And I personally, I, I, think, I think the team that's going is is solid. Like, they all want to go. Like JT says, like, that's I think important. that's cool. And I, I think they'll all work together. And yep. they can bring it home. I mean, even if all the good GP guys aren't racing, like, who cares? Fuck, dude, we need it. <laughs> we need yeah, a win. Right, exactly. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, hopefully it goes down. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I didn't take any notes on Jacob uh, Jacob Piccolo. I didn't know anything about the guy. Thought he was a really good guest. I enjoyed uh, you know him bantering with Phil and Phil getting shit about crashing a lot. Do either one of you guys know Jacob? What do you, what are your thoughts on him as a guest? Go ahead, Travis. Um, I don't really know much about him, okay. but um, it is a very impressive you know that he won the MX2 title up in Canada. Uh, I thought on the show he was. He was definitely, I actually kind of had a feeling that he would be on when Phil was on because I don't know, like, even if Steve really had much to talk about with him um, or, you know, just not knowing him very well. So I wasn't shocked that he brought him on while while Phil was on. Yeah. But, yeah, he's, he was definitely a little bit soft-spoken, not really a ton to say, but you could tell he was just kind of nervous being on the show or yeah, whatever it seemed like i like i just like that it was somebody new you know I, it kind of opened my eyes to somebody else that because I, I didn't really follow the canadian series this year um so it kind of gave me a little insight to somebody i didn't know anything about which is really a big thing we talk about just about every week on the wrap-up show is a lot of these guys that steve has on 
privateers like Logan, you know, Travis, hopefully you'll get in there, you know, A-Ray, Seven Deuce Deuce, he has guys on that I wouldn't necessarily know a lot about, and I get to know them a little bit. I go, oh, I'm going to check this dude out. I'm going to follow this guy. Um, so it's cool, man. I'm, I'm glad that he was, you know, it's just somebody new. So uh, good job for Steve for having him on. Um, last two comments I have here. They were talking about agents and percentages and <laughs> – TV just made me laugh. If you guys, for some reason, haven't listened to Money's show yet, if you're listening, he, he said, what's what's 20% of an Ethica deal when all you get is boxers? Good point. <laughs> uh, made me laugh. That's two pairs, son. Yeah, That's and I, would, I just really <laughs> wanted to bring it up because if anybody listening, if either of you guys have a connection to Ethica, I want some kind of deal with Ethica because they are my favorite boxers. That's really the only reason I brought it up. I need a I need a hookup. So, but but it was really funny. Um, the last comment that I have before we completely shut this thing down, my my guy TJ, my producer, sent a text. He's like, "You got to bring up that when they were closing out the show, DV was talking about our national, you know, the eagle being our symbol, and that their symbol, I guess, in France is the rooster." And Steve brought up beavers, and TJ just wanted me. He's like, they cl- they were talking about their national, whatever their logos as being cocks and beavers, and he thought that was funny. <laughs> I didn't even think of it like that, but there you go, TJ. I brought it up. You're welcome. That's your that's your only connection with pulp. So, uh, listen, I want to thank Motorsport.com, Guts Racing, Michelin Bicycle Tires, Seal Savers for all being a part of the wrap up show along with all the other sponsors. You guys, I say it every week. Go to pulpmixshow.com. Click on Sponsor Deals. Click on the Sponsor tabs. There's discount codes. If you can't find a discount code, send an email to contest at pulpmix.com. Steve, I try to help you out. Got to support these guys. All these con- all these companies, Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Grill Your Ass Off, OGO, they, provide, they pay Steve to do a show. Steve keeps doing the shows for our entertainment. We need to keep them going. Support the sponsors. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, topics that you want us to bring up, darkside at pulpmex.com. Other than that, uh, Travis, anything else that I didn't touch on that stood out that you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, I feel like we touched on everything. Um, it was a good show. Uh, it was it was a solid show. Great guests. Great great co-hosts. Yep. I, I love it. One of my favorite shows. Definitely was one of my favorite shows. Also, um, also don't forget about Manscape that came up for some reason. Every time I call in, Steve asked me about the Manscape, the lawnmower. <laughs> Visit those guys. I don't have the, the discount code wrote down, but it, you can find it somewhere. Uh, Logan, anything else you want to talk about? No, dude. I feel like you pretty much touched on everything. I just want to say, you better kill it this weekend, Travis at Buds. Hell and, yeah. Uh, if you if you don't make the motos, I will give you a hell of a deal on a riding school. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. You're welcome, buddy. I Go mean, I, I could use I could use that after last week. <laughs> well, if you guys are listening and you don't follow Travis Del Nicky or Logan Carnell, you should. Uh, Travis, man, he's all or Logan's always got like. A lot of times he's got hot chicks in his, his stories and stuff. So go, <laughs> go follow him. Um, yeah. So other than that, guys, I think that's a wrap. Thanks for coming on. All right. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for having us, Dark Side. All right. We're out of here. Why would you want to talk, re-talk about the Pulp Show? <laughs> <laughs>